I just wanted to get started because we have like this weirdly high energy right now. I know, and I my throat hurts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I brought the energy down. It's just yeah, allergies. Like, <laughs> I said, let's start the episode. We got high energy, and you said, I'm in pain. <laughs> That's what's making my energy so high. It's a <laughs> adrenaline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. It was another week of hesitation on your part. Are you okay, <laughs> Kelly? Um, Just going through a lot right now, you know? Doing a lot yeah. of soul searching. Am I really Kelly? Like, if you pull apart every piece of the ship of Theseus, is it still the ship of Theseus? Yes. Okay. I guess I'm Kelly then. I'm Kelly. Also, you said I'm doing a lot of, and like, you, you said soul searching, but there was like enough of a pause that my brain's instantly like, drugs. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going through a lot. I'm doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a lot of drug-related programming. Well, I guess, not really. Drug adjacent. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Watching. You know what else oh. is drug adjacent? What? It's your story, so I'm not going to... Split. Split. Splatoon. Very Um, drug adjacent. There is going to be a Splatoon 3 direct. Um, By the time you're listening to this, it will have already happened uh, at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard uh, on August 10th, so day of. Um, It'll be about 30 minutes of updates, all about Splatoon 3. Uh, gonna be very exciting for all you all you Splatooners out there, all you octopi out there. Are they squid? Or are they kid? Or are they kid? I'm a squid now, but I'm a kid now. That was the best marketing. I no wonder the Wii U was such a hit and success. <sighs> yeah, that was kind of a banger, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we'll have more to say next week. So, kind of similar to that Pokemon thing last week, you know. No need to dwell upon something that hasn't happened yet, or for the audience already has, I should say. But, like, realistically, I don't think there's going to be any bombshells in this. But there's a lot of information we need to know. I think we need to see the campaign more. There needs to be something different about the multiplayer. Or at least, like, new. Like, a, a new mode or something, in addition to what we already know. Because that standard splat time i forget what it's called it's just covering the ground <laughs> splat um, time <laughs> that mode is just such a classic Splurt and you don't need time <laughs> splur time <laughs> kelly's broken I don't i'm like broken it. you know who else is broken who the developers of marvel's midnight suns oh come on sadly fire axis and 2k have delayed Marvel's Midnight Suns. This was just a little bit away, a good few weeks away, and they've delayed it again. It was originally supposed to come out, what, March? It was either March or April of this year, and then it got delayed to the second half of this year, and now it's got delayed to an unknown time. It is presumed that it is within this uh, this financial year, according to reports, which would put it maybe around March 
I don't know. I really am not a fan of this trend of video games getting delayed and not having new release dates. Yeah, it's a bit alarming. Um, I don't know if anybody's like keeling over in sadness over this delay, but it's just, it ultimately, you know, comes down to the shareholders and investors and publishers want one thing. They say that they want to push it and put it out. And then the developers are like, it's just not happening. You guys just not happening. But yeah, having an indefinite delay, like not knowing when it's been delayed to is a bit alarming. Yeah, I mean, this game already kind of seemed like it was in dire straits, so this is not helping. Like the band? Like the band, Dire Straits. <laughs> come on. Uh, come on. Um, so anyway, uh, we did get a new Pokemon trailer last week. Um, showed off some very exciting and fun new features for Scarlet and Violet, um, boop, boop. including... Uh, th- uh, three main campaigns, which is kind of a big deal. Pokemon's not really done that before. Um, some different, like, new Pokemon. Like, a, there's, like, a new Wooper form, uh, <gasps> which is very exciting. Um, get to get to ride some, uh, some of the legendaries, which is actually very <laughs> funny to me because they turn into, like, motorcycles. Well, the one turns into a motorcycle. <laughs> the one is, they- like, a bur- I don't know. They're both motorcycles, but one just still uses its feet. Like, it has <laughs> wheels in the middle, but it's still running on all fours with the wheels. And I'm like, like, you have access to, to tires. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's a huge shakeup to let you have legendaries from the start. Yeah. That's really crazy. It is. Um, I They also showed off Fido, which is a little uh, dog made out of Fido. dough. Like bread dough. Fido. <laughs> Um, it looks cute. I mean, it doesn't, the environments don't look like a huge improvement over, uh, it? They look uh, like Sword and Shield, but they don't look worse. They look like <laughs> they have the, the feel of Arceus, which was way more open and cool and de- well designed, but the look of the most polished parts of Sword and Shield. Like, do you remember the roots in Sword and Shield that weren't part of that open areas? Those were yes. really, really pretty. Yes. But they were so short and like contained that it didn't really leave an impact. But this looks like the openness of Arceus combined with the visual design of the best parts of Sword and Shield. And more polish. Because there's a lot more like animations and stuff and what we've seen. Yes. I'm hoping for a return to camping with my Pokemon and making meals together. Um, Curry time. Curry time. But, uh, I, I also feel bad because like we talked all about that that Pokemon presents and what we expected and like all these predictions, and it was just like it was nothing. <laughs> it was like a bunch of bad stuff, like a bunch of boring bad mobile stuff, and then like ten minutes of Pokemon. I'm excited for this game though. I'm way more excited after this trailer than I was from the reveal. I think it looks a lot more finished now, and like there were still some weird frame rate things, which, to be honest, I'm just kind of expecting to be in the game. Because that's how Pokemon do. Yeah. And honestly, I've had frame rate issues with almost every Switch game I've played, except for like the Pixel ones. So there's really yeah. only so much that can be done about the uh, uh, software, the hardware, I should say. 
uh, a game that maybe you won't have too many frame rate issues with, the new Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury is a franchise from SNK. You may know it because character Terry from Smash Brothers originated in Fatal Fury. It has not had a new game since 1999 and conver- confirmed during EVO, which is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. They're making another one. It is uh, a sort of beat em up fighting game hybrid. You know, like think of like Streets of Rage combined with Street Fighter. That's the best way I think I could describe it. Um, Street I'm Fighters really ex- of Rage? Sorry. Street Fighters of Rage. Sorry. Street Ragers. Oh. I know some Street Ragers. People who drive <laughs> really angry. Yeah, me too. Um, You're a Street Rager? No, I know people who are. Okay. I was going to say, you, you strike me as somebody who just quietly accepts their fate on the road. <laughs> I've honked my horn once. <laughs> I did once when I was like almost about to be hit by somebody who was just like not looking at me and I felt like really guilty after I was like I'm sorry <laughs> like they're about to just hit me because they're being stupid and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> Um, are you are you excited I know you're a huge 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 Fatal Fury fan maybe the biggest Fatal Fury fan yeah you know I was at Evo um, and I said let's release the trailer or the um, tweet or whatever. You made this trailer? <laughs> well, it isn't a trailer. It's more like a picture that I was they gonna like, say it's not zoom in on. Really a trailer. Um, and they were like, okay, Kelly, we know you're big Fatal Fury fans, so we've got you. And they released it. Because of me, <laughs> Did they? So. Uh huh. Because this you sounds know very me. realistic. Oh, the biggest <laughs> Fatal Fury fan. Yeah, you know, I like Tenny. Oh, Tenny? Bo- Bogart. Yeah. Did you say Tenny? Uh, Denny Bogart. Okay. For a second, I thought you were reading Terry and misread it as T-E-N-N-Y. No. The joke that was funny. that I don't know anything about Fatal Fury other than what you've told me today. And <laughs> you know that Terry's in Smash? Did you know Terry was in Smash or did you forget? I did know that. Okay. I did know Did that, that happen during this show? No. no. That was the first, the first character we got was Kazuya. That was like right? years ago we got Terry. It was like a year and a half ago, <laughs> No, it right? was like 2019, probably. Terry, okay. You know what, Kelly? You know, 2019? No, I bet it was like mid-2021. No. Nah. No, no, no. Like early 2021. No. Nah. Let's find out, okay? You're going to yell at me. Are you looking it up? Yes, I'm looking it up. What do you think I'm going to do? Not look it up? Well, I just... You got so quiet, I just didn't know. I wasn't sure what was going on on the other side of the world. Kelly, I will throw my computer through my computer screen at you. <laughs> that, that seems fair. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? When was it? <laughs> Tell me. Did you Google it before? No, I didn't. It was September 4th, 2019. <laughs> no, this is not a bit. Like, I'm in shock. Time isn't real. <laughs> what? No. No, 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 no. Oh, I guess he was. He was on the last DLC, wasn't he? Because <laughs> Byleth came after him. I knew it. I knew it. You did. You beat me up. You <laughs> threw your computer through your screen <laughs> at me. It's like we're two fighters in Fatal Fury. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. I feel like my head. I'm getting lightheaded. Okay, true, true, true. Um, so Microsoft... Uh, had some fun news about the Xbox Series X. 
Um, Microsoft is Series S. Sorry, I don't know why I said X. Series Because it's poorly X, named. Box, series X. Series no, S. No, you said it right. You oh said my it God. Right. <laughs> okay, now we're even. Um, what do you mean? Because I'm just stupid and you're also kind of <laughs> stupid. stupid. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> we're just dumb. Um, Microsoft is giving de developers uh, a bunch, a bunch of megabytes of memory. So now, uh, you know, that means graphics can be better um, despite memory constrained conditions. That was kind of their quote, um, which m might not sound like a whole lot, but it's very exciting for Microsoft Series S owners. No, Xbox Series S No, you got owners. it, you got it, you got it. I said Microsoft Series X. Series oh. <laughs> you know what? I Here, don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a change. Ready? I've lost my mind. I've written out okay. in all X caps. Xbox Series S. Okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, okay. I have fixed it. There is very large text on screen, so Kelly cannot mess it up anymore. The Xbox Series S now has extended capabilities uh, in terms of graphical performance and memory. I think this is really interesting. This is definitely never like, like we've gotten patches to video games that made them perform better, but a like console sweeping update that theoretically increases the capabilities of all the games on it is really cool. Especially one that like is the lower power version of a current generation console. I think it's really cool to get it even one step closer to that Series X benchmark. And I'm really happy for people who have that. Yeah, the Series S benchmark, Series X, X benchmark. Uh, so Pac-Man's getting a live-action movie. <laughs> <gasps> Weren't we talking about Pac-Man? That's it? That's your impression? You told me before we went on that you were going to do a Pac-Man impression. I said, hold it for the show. Okay. And that was it? No, there's more. That's the same thing you just did, but faster. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I don't know why you're yelling at me. Did the Hey, Kelly, when you click on the link, does it open the link? Yeah. Okay. Mine just opened a link to Ezra Miller charged with felony burglary. <laughs> so, um, but thankfully, I just know the contents of the story. Ezra Miller will probably not be in this movie. <laughs> but <laughs> there is a live action Pac-Man film. It's coming from one of the producers of the live action Sonic movie, Chuck Williams of Lightbeam Entertainment. I think this is an incredibly stupid idea that I am <laughs> so excited to see. Yeah. Someone said, I saw a very funny tweet that said, James Marsden's living room is going to be so messed up. <laughs> which I thought was funny because there's layers to that joke um, you know you have to understand that James Marsden is in Sonic movies anyway it doesn't really matter this is fun um, I think <laughs> it could potentially be a very silly and fun time for all you silly fun Pac-Man fans uh, I don't I, we already got a live action Pac-Man movie it stars Adam Sandler, and it's called Pixels. 
The Emoji Movie. Did you just ignore what I said and you because you had another joke lined up <laughs> and you were just like, I have to follow through. Just ignore what he said. Commit. No. I mean, yeah, but no. We're in rare form right now. <laughs> hey, you know what else is in rare form? The blue blur. Sonic what about him? the Hedgehog. Yeah. You've My seen him friend. not once, but twice. But guess what? Now you'll be seeing him a third time because there's going to be a third Sonic movie. That's right. Coming out December 20th, 2024. So in about two years. I'm so excited. I'm very disappointed with that date because that's a really long time. That's a really long time. That's almost three full years from the release of the second movie. It's also Christmas time. Do you think Santa Claus will be in it? I hope so. Oh, oh, I get why it's coming out at Christmas time. Because, like, it's such a well-known thing that Shadow the Hedgehog loves Christmas. Why would Shadow the Hedgehog be relevant to this movie, Andrew? Well, uh, uh, it's been, uh, like, <laughs> five months. I hope he's voiced by someone, like, who's just really serious. Like, um, who's that guy? He's He plays Abraham Lincoln. Um, uh... Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. I hope he's voiced by like, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Like a very important Oscar-winning performer. Let's get like Daniel Day-Lewis in here. We'll get like Anthony Hopkins. I want Anthony Hopkins. I want Hannibal Lecter, Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. I want, you know who I want to voice Shadow the Hedgehog? Um, Besides Daniel Day-Lewis? Whom? Um... Adam Driver. Yeah, or, you said that, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I think we discussed this. Or um uh someone really unexpected. Jerry like, Seinfeld. Yeah. Sonic <laughs> I gotta get the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> I don't know. And then Julia Louis Dreyfus is the voice <gasps> of Amy. Oh my gosh. I would, I would love Julia Louis-Dreyfus being in these movies, but I love her so much that I I want her to be live action if she is. I would do anything, yeah, for her to be in these movies. She'll play like Elise from Sonic 06. Sonic will kiss Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Okay. <laughs> sure. Should we hurry up? Should we move on? Did <laughs> yeah, I just ruin it? Should I you tell us? I think it's gotten a little bit weird. <laughs> Should we talk about what we're going to play or what we're going to play, what we did play instead of talking about this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it to it. Do you want to hear about what I played this week? Yeah. Um. So you guys know I played Dead by Daylight a few months ago and I got really into it and I fell into a hole. Um. Well, Well, my friends, I've done it again. You, back in the hole. I'm back in the hole. Um, they've changed a lot of like the perks of the perks, and they've changed a few things that make it feel a little bit different from when I last played. Um, but you know, I'm having a good time. I play as Nancy Wheeler um, from Stranger Things. From Stranger oh, I Things. forgot they were in there. Um, and they are as of actually, I'm not sure. Uh, but as of today, 
in their playable test build, which is sort of their like uh, pre-build that you can publicly play, um, they have a few new Resident Evil characters. So a new villain, they have Wesker, um, and then they have Ada Wong and Rebecca wow. as survivors. And I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I don't think I don't think I am. Um, but anyway, it's pretty cool because Resident Evil just is like huge in Dead by Daylight. It's they have so many characters now. They have Leon, they have Claire, they have Jill. I mean, Claire I think is a reskin of Jill, but they're still. I mean, they're too different. You, they look very different. But and now they have you know Ada and Rebecca and somebody else that I think I'm forgetting, but maybe not. Oh, Chris. They have Chris. Chris as well. <laughs> Are you happy to be in this hole again then? Yeah, I'm having a really good time. I feel like I am getting better at the game, which is something that you really just can't do until you've been playing for like 25 hours. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I'm deep in the hole, and I don't think I'm ever coming out. Well, at least the hole is very comforting, and it's a very happy game with no scary themes. Yeah, there's nothing... Uh, nothing spooky or scary about it. Uh, very calming and relaxing. I love solo queuing and playing with much strangers who I can't communicate with um, and being chased by scary monsters. Though I will say some... Oh, here's a fun Dead by Daylight thing that I haven't talked about at all. They released a dating sim. Um, what? Yeah. It's called Hooked on You because the what? in the game you like hook people. It's $10 on Steam. Um, and you can, it's by the same people that made the KFC uh, dating sim. So it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, very silly, but you can uh, you can romance the Trapper. They're all the, the, the killers, by the way. Uh, the Trapper, the Spirit, the Wraith, who... <laughs> okay, come on, ladies. I mean, he's silent, uh, but strong. Strong, but silent. Um, and then you can also romance Huntress. So kind of fun, kind of funky, kind of weird. I haven't played it yet, but I really want to. Um, because it just sounds like my kind of thing. I hope they add more romanceable characters. Um, I would love to romance uh, uh, the trickster. Uh, I don't think I will ever be able to romance the scream mask. How did how this happened like a couple days ago? Yes. Yeah. And is this something only the Dead by Daylight community knew existed? Kind of. It. It's not like a. It really wasn't a big deal. I mean, I didn't really know about it until I started playing again, and then it was all of a sudden like, oh. It's for sale. Yeah. This is not just a little marketing thing. This is a video game yeah. that you can purchase. Yeah. So maybe I'll play that and give some of my thoughts next week. Because I will be uh, playing it. Yeah, and I will be so. and I will be romancing Wraith. Because he's very hand you know what? I'm not afraid to say it. He can hook me any day of the week. All right, we got to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell us who sponsored today's episode, Kelly. Hey, you know what? We have a really exciting word from our co-sponsor, all right? So show some respect. (laughs) You show some respect. You're the one. Never mind. Never mind. This episode is sponsored by Sentry, a new esports organization from Pittsburgh. Their team runs tournaments for Smash and other video games. Um, and you can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pghcentry or go to their website, smackcentry.gg, S-M-A-K-S-E. 
E-N-T-R-Y.gg to find more info about attending or viewing their content. Andrew you, tried Sanchi. to trip me up. He tried to play a little trick on me. I changed the text as she read it. And it was very cruel. But you know what? I held my composure because I'm very strong. <laughs> and I've been thinking and I've been and I was using the power of my thoughts. Would you like to settle it and smash at a sentry tournament? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Andrew, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I played the newly released Mario Kart DLC. They had uh, the second wave of the booster course pack. This one included eight courses, same as last time, in two cups. We already talked about it last week, so I'm not going to tell you which ones are here. But my impressions are middling. Uh-oh. I think the first pack was flawed, but I was just so excited to be playing new courses that I didn't mind much. But now that has sort of faded because I, I just played new courses, so I'm a little bit more critical. I think there's a couple stages that are very boring. I think the New York stage is very flat and not very exciting to look at. Um, the SNES Mario Circuit one just is so absurdly boring to look at and it was really disappointing and it's also like a really boring course layout which is probably the worst part i think the the uh the sunday stage where you're driving on big ice cream is pretty fun and the sydney stage the one set in sydney australia that one's all right i think it's just the fact that like there is a lower bar of quality to this pack to these dlc courses and it it's becoming more apparent with time the only one that I felt like wouldn't surprise me if it was in the base game was Waluigi Pinball. They did a very good job with that one. It looks very vibrant and pretty, whereas all the other stages are a little bit more muted, a lot less texture going on. And I do have to say, I, I'm just a bit disappointed. I'm hopeful that maybe this gets better as it goes. But to be honest, the second pack is not a huge improvement over the first pack. So I think it might just be this is what it is. And... Wah, wah. There's so many Mario Kart courses that I think, and I shouldn't say this because like it's hypocritical because I want infinite Smash characters, but like I feel like there's almost just too many. Yeah. I, I just there's there's ninety something courses at the end of this booster course pack. That's a lot of courses. It's almost like when you start, which one do you pick? There's just so many. Right. We'll see. I, I, we'll come back to this in like three or four months when they release the next pack. I'm sure. But as it stands, I think my recommendation for this is definitely waning. Unless you're a Mario Kart diehard, there's no reason to get it now. Maybe wait and see if, you, if there's courses in it that you like. There's a few courses, like, I really want Daisy Cruz to come back. I really want the treetop stage from Mario Kart Wii to come back. There's a few stages that would be I'd be very excited to see. But as it stands, like, they don't really utilize the Mario Kart 8 mechanics that much. There's very little zero gravity. Only in one of the stages of the 8. And I think, like, especially Waluigi Pinball would have been really cool if they just added, like, a few flips. Make it more dynamic, you know? Yeah. The other big release I played this past week is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. This is the latest entry in the Xenoblade Chronicles series, a series that I am quite fond of. I adore the first game. I think Xenoblade Chronicles X is an enormously underrated product. 
I don't like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I was weary going into 3, thinking that it's a very good chance that they'd follow the footsteps that 2 set forth, especially because 2 was pretty well received, despite my, my dislikes of it. But instantly, this game just ironed out those fears. The story right away is super intriguing. It drops you in headfirst into this really interesting world. All of these people can only live for 10 years. You're born, you grow up instantly, and you're in combat right away. And you have a 10-year lifespan. If you make it to the end of that lifespan, you get basically sent off into like a perfect afterlife. And if you don't, well then, you didn't make it. Too bad. But there are offseers who play their flute and make sure that you still get a peaceful a peaceful offseeing. And our main character, Noah, with cute black hair, is a, is a flute-playing offseer. Um, I think all of the characters in this are very restrained. Like, they're really not over the top. But they're believable. They're interesting. Their writing is really nice. Their chemistry with each other instantly felt realistic. It felt like these characters knew each other and... And I really loved that. I thought it was incredibly well written, especially compared to some of its uh, its prequels standards. I think this really has fixed all of my problems with 2. There might be more later on that I have problems with, but the biggest thing is that the visual designs of this world are consistent. Um, all of these characters look like they belong. They are not just random anime designs slapped into a generic looking world they are part of this world they are walking around in a way that feels organic they all look like each other to some extent not in, not in like a bad design way in a way where they look like they belong next to each other um the combat is really fast paced if you've played other xenoblade games this feels like a blend of one and two so you will feel comfortable regardless of your experience level this does not have uh, a lot of content from those other games. I assume there will be some deep connection to 1 and 2, but I think the game is completely enjoyable whether you know that connection or not. This is a new cast of characters. They're being introduced to you. Brand new. Everybody can enjoy them just as good, just as equally. Um, ultimately, I think I'm going to recommend this game very highly. I don't want to say it quite yet because I'm still only in the opening chunk of the game. It is going to be a long one from, from what I've heard. So it's probably going to be a long time before I give like a finished review of it. And you'll probably hear my opinions consistently through the next few episodes as I continue to play. But again, right off the bat, this game is just leaving me very happy, very excited to play more, which is something I wasn't 100% sure about. And I'm just glad that I'm so excited to play. That's Xenoblade 3. Do they use snuffed as a substitute for the F word? They use spark. Oh, okay. They say spark. All the time, which I've never heard used as like a swear word. Okay. But they use spark all the time as like a swear word, and I like it. It's very cute. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Because people use snuffed in like British countries, right? I don't know. I don't know. They're all British. Most of them are British, I mean. That's like a thing for Xenoblade. Right, right. Because Xenoblade 1, this is a quick fun story for y'all. Um, Xenoblade 1 came out in Japan and people really wanted it localized and it was something Nintendo of America was like uh, we don't think this is going to sell so they were very resistant and people just kept speaking up please bring it out of Japan please bring it out of Japan so Nintendo of Europe specifically in England 
decided to take over for the localization of this game. So that's why in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, everybody has a British accent because it was just localized in England. All of those actors were in England. And I just think that's a cute little fun fact. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And now it's such a big series that Nintendo of America, the far bigger branch, takes care of the localization, but they hold to that kind of DNA and they have mostly British actors. Gotcha. But that's been my week. I uh, didn't play a lot of games because I lost air conditioning. And, and do you know, like, have you lost air conditioning in an apartment? I haven't before? lost it. I lived in a dorm that was not air conditioned. But so is it just me? Or is playing games when there's no air conditioning just, it's just not fun. No. Any, you any, can't do it. It generates heat, especially like the PS5. It's so hot. It just makes you hotter. And it's like not fun to like physically engage with this thing. Yeah. It's just not fun. Yeah. Understandable. But that's another week. We talked those games. Yep. Um, sure I did. think I know I'm excited for the Pac-Man film. I... That's what I've gotten from this. <laughs> I am excited for the Pac-Man film. And you know what? I'm excited to talk about. Uh, Dead by Daylight hooked on you next week. I'm excited to hear about whatever that is because I did. I legitimately did not know it existed until this week. Well, let me just tell you that the Dead by Daylight fan base, player base, is very, very. What's the word? Horny. Thirsty. Okay. Um. So you know what? It's starting to make sense. It's all coming together. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled to hear whatever that game is about what it what it's gist is what's it got going on yeah it'll be fun all right kelly thank the good people thank you good people we'll see you next week for more talking games we appreciate your patronage is it called your listenership i think it's... you're not paying for this so yeah nope, no patronage. but we appreciate your listeners listen we appreciate we, we appreciate bye bye